Notice there's only a feminine product aisle in the grocery store. Vagisil, tampons, all that good stuff. All these wipes and all. Hmm. Let me go ask somebody about this. Hey, um, do y'all have a masculine products aisle? A what? Masculine products aisle? You know, like Vagisil, you have like Schmeckmacil or anything like that? Oh, really? Interesting. So, a few years ago... Um, I remember having a conversation with a couple, this is back when I was married still, and they were uh, uh, some friends of ours that were married as well. Uh, well, they were at the time, I think they were just either engaged or dating or something like that. But, um, anyway, I kind of forgot the, like, full spectrum of the conversation we were having, but at some point, the discussion went into how there's like all this all these products for like feminine care and um all that stuff and how like clearly you know a woman's vagina must be like must be dirty (laughs) like you know and a man's genitalia you know does not doesn't require you know all the maintenance all the cleaning maintenance and whatnot Um, and you know, the conversation ended was sort of one of those things where he said that he's like, well, if you go in the grocery store, there's more products for, for female care than male care. There's, I mean, there's almost nothing for male care. Um, and it was sort of like, you know, drop the mic, boom, like end the conversation. And at the time I didn't really have the bandwidth and the knowledge and the vocabulary to like combat that because inside I felt like the statement wasn't. There was something off about that statement. It didn't really ring true to me. And finally, like, I think a few weeks ago, I was listening to um, Amanda Seals' podcast. I think it's called Small Doses. And please get into her if you are not listening. She is the bomb. Like, honestly, I love her podcast so much. So, and it was an older an older podcast, actually, where um, it, she briefly mentioned how, like, the female like the female body part like the the vagina doesn't need any of that shit like we could just sprinkle some water on that like it's self-cleaning and um you know if you basically have a good diet and you just you know you wash that shit with some maybe some soap but really you just get some water in that shit you good um all the juices and stuff it does what it does is it's like it contains all that it needs to clean itself and, um, whereas, I mean, I don't know, I'm not saying that men, the penis is dirty or anything like that. I mean, it could be, especially if you're not circumcised. <laughs> Y'all really gotta be more mindful if you're not circumcised. Just, just sidebar on that. Like, if you got a little, you know, not, I mean, or big pig in a blanket just 
wipe that pig down sometimes. Just, just make, just saying. But I don't think anyone's body part is dirty. I think what happens is we live in a patriarchal society, and there is a lot when it comes to sexuality. Women are viewed as dirty if they're sexual. And, um, you know, yes, we menstruate and all that stuff, and that's pretty gross. I'm not going front. That's gross. A lot of gross shit comes out of us, babies. Um, (laughs) But, uh, again, all of that's very natural, and and our bodies take care of themselves. Like, it's a natural cleansing process that we go through every month. You know, y'all niggas don't get that. I don't know how backed up y'all are and shit. I don't know what's going on. Um, And so I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, you know, we probably have all of these fucking cleansing wipes and all of that stuff because, like, niggas out here think that we gotta, like, be, you know, putting all these chemicals on our bodies to be clean, and that's just not the case. Like, we're naturally, we, our bodies naturally take care of ourselves. Um, and so that got me thinking about masculinity a little bit, too, and just how, um, just how much is put on a pedestal, even when it comes to, be, you know, masculinity on a woman, um, and that's not, it's, this is not about, like, equal pay and all that kind of stuff, like, because all that shit is definitely, it needs, it needs to change. Like, the pink tax, like, what the fuck is that? I mean, precisely what I'm saying, like, a pink tax on what stuff for us to look more aesthetically pleasing to a man, you're taxing us more. It, like, literally m- makes no sense. It's all stuff that's unnecessary anyway. So, like, y'all just stop buying that shit. Like, you don't even need it. So, you know, I mean, maybe you need a tampon here and there, but there's actually way better things to use that are natural and organic. And just listen to the friend zone, follow, um, follow, uh, Hey Friend, Hey, you'll find the, the products that are, that are great for that. I mean, all that, all the, I don't, and I don't know if there's a pink tax on those. They're privately owned. Like a lot of them are black businesses too. If you're, if you're all about that. All that shit that be out there, like, yo, it's crazy. And, you know, razors cost more because you're a woman if it's a pink razor. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. Um, and so, but all that stuff, you know, beauty products and things like that, so that what? We can look good to a, to a man, essentially? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Um, and those standards of beauty that are, you know, more than likely put on women, like, there are, I'm not really even sure what the standard of beauty is on a man. Um, I really, I, I really don't know. I really don't. There's, there's very clear distinctions of what's beautiful on a woman. On a man, I mean, love John Legend and all. Great voice, great musician. I, you know, got sexy. I just, what's the standard? So, um, anyway, so with masculinity, I think it's very intriguing to me. Um, there's, you know, I have a son and so understanding masculinity to a certain degree is going to be pivotal and very vital for me because I'm raising a, a boy to become a man. Um, his father is in his life and I am very grateful for that. Um, but there are things about even his father that I don't like as, as, as a person. And so 
I, I want to try to combat those unfortunate qualities that may get passed on to him. It's like, how do I do that when he's learning those qualities from a man? You know, things that I'm pretty sure aren't the best. How do I then show him the right way to be if I'm, if I'm a woman showing him that? Or trying to, you know, combat those things. So I think masculinity is a very intriguing thing. Um, and in the woo-woo segment, uh, we get a little bit more into that and just what masculinity is as an energy and what it is when it's divine, that whole divine masculinity thing. Um, and even how it resonates in the, in the opposite gender. Cause the thing about being masculine or, or, or divine masculinity is that it's not really, attached to a gender per se um and I'll get more into that later but I think I think the tide is turning a lot these days when it comes to I know we've used the term toxic masculinity a lot and it's been a little overused in my opinion um particularly the word toxic it's just everything's fucking toxic and it's just too much I think we just need to find a synonym or something at this point Um, but I don't think that masculinity in its finest is a bad thing. Um, I just think when it tries to oppress what's feminine, that's when it's at its worst, basically. Um, and if you, if I have to use the word toxic, then that's, that's what that is. You know, masculinity is toxic when it basically is trying to stifle anything feminine, anything with a feminine energy or a feminine nature, and it doesn't recognize what is beautiful and needed and necessary. I guess those are the same things. Um, what's necessary about feminine energy, while at the same time being drawn to it and being attracted to it and wanting to basically use it and and you know needing to gratify itself through feminine energy which is it's so hypocritical like you you won't you desire feminine energy you you absolutely need it crave it it's the thing you need to release things um and yet you abuse it and you oppress it and so um and and you you sort of so it, uh, there's also this idea of I've heard I've talked to a couple of guys and I've heard this said by men that um, like they, you know, like just a desire to want to have a boy or that desire to not want to be that, you know, not want to produce all girls. Like I've had someone say that to me and I was like, wow, <laughs> I mean, just hearing how men talk about the idea of like having all uh, all daughters or a bunch of daughters, and this is after and this is after you know the loss of Kobe and like the whole like uh, girl dad thing and how I, you know I thought that was going to be like a movement, like dudes going to be very proud to father all girls if it came down to it. And it's just like nah, dudes is out here really like they don't want all girls. Like it's crazy. It's, it's just mind-blowing to me um, 
because it's like are we undesirable like it's very odd that we can on the one hand be so desirable when it comes to like you wanting to spew your sperm into us (laughs) but like or you know just you know get your rocks off and whatever whatever it is you need physically we're so desirable when you need that but the idea of actually raising us and loving us and, and and rearing us from birth to womanhood and um and seeing that 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 beauty and that growth and instilling values and morals and you know hearing like oh I want to I want to raise boys I want to raise and, I, and don't get me wrong especially as a black woman I get that I get wanting to have um you know strong black men in our community that don't go to prison that don't fucking get shot up and shit that aren't fucking drug dealers like I get it that's something people have to do not not judging nobody but trying to raise men because you know there is something about male energy not masculine but male energy and that male representation within a community um, that is upheld and it's very important. And there's a, there's a tradition to that. And I, 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 to some extent do value what the male presence does. Cause as someone who didn't have her father around, um, and didn't always see the best examples of men in her life. Like I definitely understand that having positive, strong, uh, male figures that direct you and guide you is very important and because they're very direct like that male energy that masculine energy is outward it's direct and it's clear you know it's not subtle it's very clear <laughs> you know if you have that kind of like father figure around it's it's great um but the idea that like you can't also put that same energy into the world at same trajectory in into the world through a woman that as a man yourself you can't instill that into a woman that if you unfortunately air quotes never have a male child because here's the thing too like you can have a male child a male child and he could you know, maybe be gay or maybe be transgendered and you ultimately still have a girl, <laughs> you know? They might have been born one way, but they ain't that, you know? So it's like putting all of this, like, energy and sort of, like, this thought into a gender, especially nowadays, it's very, it's, it's pointless, really, because we're, we're living in a different world where people are expressing their, their existence in a different way. And so having a having someone that's born with male genitalia doesn't necessarily guarantee you anything. And you should want to instill the values and the strength and the beauty and the and the wisdom and guidance and the passion and the love and the self-worth value all that shit into whatever human being you you are given. Um and you know the the irony is that it's the it's the sperm that di- dictates gender anyway, and y'all niggas out there got to make a choice that you want to be a fucking good ass person to who, whoever comes into this wor- this world through your DNA. Like it really shouldn't matter what the, if they're a male or a female or all of that. Um, just love them and be there for them and guide them because. They're going to impart into the universe whatever you give them, no matter what uh, earth shell they have, because this is all it, this, that's all it really is. 
you know, whatever form you come into this world in, it's just a uniform. It's just a suit. It's an earth suit. And it shouldn't fucking matter, like, what you, what gender you come into this world in. Um, so I think what's, I, I, I think the best form of masculinity is the kind that doesn't put maleness on a pedestal. That is the number one sign of divine masculinity. Someone that does not see maleness as superior. <sighs> okay, well, that's my rant on that. And um, love you guys. What does it mean to be a man? What else? Um, respecting women. Really? That's what it means to be a man to you. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Where you learn that from? Nowhere. So, since we're talking about masculinity, we have to talk about masculinity in regards to astrological signs. So, the way um, that masculinity works in astrological (laughs) signs, um, it's what you would call a duality. So because it's two it's fab feminine or masculine um and so there are six signs in each duality uh the masculine signs are in the fire and air signs so the fire signs would be aries leo sagittarius okay and if you're like extremely unfamiliar with um uh, astrology and all of that um, when it comes to uh, human energy astrology that is not like actual studies of the stars I guess that would be astronomy right so I don't have to clarify I don't have to just make a distinction anyway um, so Aries is actually coming up right after Pisces season which we're in right now that is like uh, March 26th first or 22nd um and uh, up to like april 21st or 22nd something like that sorry gotta do my research a little bit more on that but then leos are like late july and like most of august so typically the transition starts around the 21st or 22nd of a particular month so a leo is like that late july and into august 
And then a Sag is late November and most of December. So those are your fire signs that have masculine energy um, or duality. And the air signs uh, are Gemini, which they are late May and most of June. And then there's Libra. They are late September and most of October. And then there is Aquarius, which we just came out of, which it it would be late January and most of February. And so those are the air signs, those three, uh, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. So those are what they consider masculine signs. And usually what defines masculinity, and these are more like neutral characteristics, just like across the board sort of thing, is um, they are outwardly expressive. And so um, they're action-oriented, they are more passionate than they are sensitive. So they're, or they're more passionate than they are emotional, um, which I think is very different. It's, there's, there's less of a sensitivity to things and more of a reaction to things. Or they feel, th- like masculine energy feel, they feel things, but not in a receptive way. Like, Sort of in a like we it's it's more of a reactionary way than a just receiving way if that makes any sense it's like you know we felt it because we show it and I say we because I'm a Sagittarius so and I have a couple of couple of my planets are in Sag my Mercury is in Sag and there's like oh, I think there's one other planet that I have in Sag uh, my son and my Mercury I know for sure are in Sagittarius but. Um, yeah, so, and then I have, I think my Libra, I think my Mars is Libra. Um, I got some planet in Aquarius or something like that. And, um, so a lot of like how I communicate and how I present myself is very, it can come off very masculine. Like we're typically more extroverted. Those, those particular signs are more extroverted, more communicative, in a in like a physical way they communicate literally like with our mouth um you know not a lot of body language like the, there is body language because that's we use our bodies to express ourselves even on a subconscious level but um with any kind of like uh masculine sign air sign or, or fire sign you don't have to like guess what they're feeling you don't have to guess what it is they're trying to say it's very clear and so uh now again the thing about if you if you take any of this uh astrology stuff with you know seriously at all uh everybody has a little bit of feminine masculine energy in their chart period you know even i i have a lot of earth signs um a lot of Taurus. My rising sign is a Capricorn. My my moon sign is a Taurus, um, and I think I don't I don't have any Virgo energy in my chart. Um, but I got I have a lot of Taurus energy that's very like profound for me. Like my moon sign and like my North Node things that I'm supposed to like kind of gravitate toward and learn more about. Very Taurus energy. Um, 
and earth signs, which we'll talk about when we talk about femininity. Uh, earth signs are very feminine. And I have, to a degree, I have a really nice balance. Like, I'm a slightly more masculine, but I have a, little, a nice balance of um, that feminine feminine energy because of the Taurus and Capricorn energy that I have going on. Um, and so, a lot of times, I'm, I'm, like, quietly observant. I'm quietly more emotional than, than I let on. I'm quietly more receptive than I let on um, because when people meet me or just know me, like, you know, just when you just first impression is that I'm outward and I'm extroverted, I'm da 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 da, but really I don't, like, I read people uh, without really letting on that I'm reading you. Like, I'm not quiet. So, because I'm not quiet, you may not think that I'm picking up on subtleties. Um, but I am. It's just that I seem like I'm the life of the party <laughs> a lot of the time. But then right when right when everyone's like in their own world, I'm like in the corner watching everything kind of thing. So it's like I kind of I kind of get into the room and I, I get things. I light a fire, <laughs> you know, I'm loud and, you know, I'm friendly. I'm talking to everybody. Boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, I probably had a glass of wine or two, and I'm sitting my black ass down. I'm looking around like, ooh, that girl over there, is I'm reading. So, um, yeah, like, so when people really get to know me, I think they can kind of see those those subtle qualities of where I'm, like, a little bit more intuitive. Um, and I like I like things to have, a pro- I, like, I like process, I like things to go slow. Um, and I'm probably not as action oriented as the masculine energy would let on. Uh, but for the most part, I definitely, I definitely can see that in myself, at least, you know, I can get very heady, very logical. Air signs are generally very heady, very like, you know, logical about everything. They think a lot. Um, that's kind of why air, you know, air signs get that, that reputation of, um, being in their head that's why they're called an air sign and it's just everything is just so up here up (laughs) you know uh and fire signs are very much like you know body heat you know if you can if you can imagine that like an aries is quintessential typically again everyone's ready anyone you know that's an aries and you're like they don't act like that again it's one of those things like they you know look at their full chart they may have a lot of other very, very prominent places where they have other energy. Because, um, I like, in my head, I'm thinking of the Aries right now where I'm like, she seems so chill. Like, she doesn't seem like the crazy kind of girl. Um, and so, you know, she, there's probably a lot more influence going on there. But that typically fire signs are, they come off very like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, our attention, attention span isn't very long and we don't stay on the one thing for too long um typically and I can see that I have a lot of I have a lot of irons on the on the fire when it comes to like my like jobs <laughs> um I can work a lot of jobs I can work like so for instance a good way a good way to kind of see the 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 sort of um perplexity with it or or the uh more comp- the complexity of it like as a fire sign son I have multiple jobs like and and even it's, yeah I have I've, I have multiple jobs that I get a check from but within those jobs I am 
always, for the most part, up until recently, I've had to kind of get a different job that sort of like helps, you know, fill in the gaps essentially. But dance and being an uh, being an artist and being a instructor of dance is the consistent. Like I'm very slow moving. I'm very consistent. Um, and I'm very like clear about what my goal is. That's like my Taurus sort of like earth energy. So like while I have eight different places and I'm really being exact, I'm exaggerating, but while I have multiple places that I'm working and getting my income from, it's very consistent, like what I'm doing. And I, I really do like stay the path when it comes to those things. So, you know, that's kind of the, that's sort of the, the, the complexity of it. Like when you have to, when you're trying to understand someone really looking at their full chart. So it's like, you can, you can see it. People are just so multi-layered. And I think that's what's so beautiful about being a human being is that we are so, we have so many layers to us. Um, but I also wonder too, like, I know for me personally, I'm, I'm, I have my Venuses in Scorpio, uh, and just, I don't know what joke the universe is playing on me for me, make me, making me a Sag with a Venus in Scorpio. Like no fucking Scorpio is really going to be attracted or get along with a Sag. Like my energy doesn't, doesn't vibe well with them. You know, they're, they're a very brooding sign. They're mysterious. They like niggas to be like quiet and shit. They're a water sign, like li- like literally, water and fire makes nothing but steam. <laughs> and like, what does steam do? Get wrinkles out of clothes. That's about it. Like, what the fuck does steam do? I, it does straighten your hair. I mean, I don't know, but you know, it's just not necessarily the most uh compatible situation but I find myself being attracted to more uh to the feminine qualities in a man um so a lot of my uh I think I've only been in relationship with one uh masculine type energy but I think he was a Gemini it was like my first boyfriend in high school um and I really wasn't even attracted to him. I mean, I was, but I think I grew to be attracted to him more so. It wasn't, I would have never gravitated to him naturally. Every, everybody I've ever gravitated towards naturally, just, just a natural inclination has been a Scorpio mostly. <laughs> uh, like two Pisces and a Capricorn now that I'm kind of talking to and kind of like whatever so again I just I I find myself being very drawn to masculine I mean I'm sorry feminine qualities or energy within a man and these are all like very manly men like they're they are men you know and like their stature is very strong you know it's it's not even like they're not dainty or anything like that it's just there's certain things which we'll talk about more when we talk about femininity um there's certain things that draw me to them. It's, it's the fact that they're not very like overt and they're not like super ex, um, expressive, like that I kind of have to dig things out with them. Like I, I enjoy having to sit down and have an actual conversation with them in order to get to know them. Um, and that 
them sharing anything personal about them means something. So, and I think that I'm, I think that I'm like that too, to a certain degree. Like, I mean, I do share a lot with friends, not right away and definitely nothing like super personal. Um, but I am also an artist. So a lot of times I do find that I, I will kind of overshare in my, in my work as a dancer, but because it's dance, um, you're, you're still having to sort of dig through and dissect what I'm really saying. But I, I do find that I have to express myself. Like I can't keep things to myself as much. Like I either have to write and journal or I have to put it into a a piece of work. Um, but I'm not somebody that's just going to be like, oh, this happened to me or my life. No, I, I literally have to dissect everything that happened in my life and analyze it. And then once I've gotten to some sort of conclusion or some sort of like revelation about it, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing, and I'm creating something from it. And I like that about myself, to be honest, because it's such, it, it's again, a good representation of the complexity and the duality of who I am as both male and both masculine and feminine energy within me it's like I have to outwardly express things but because there's this feminine energy also in me I can do it in a sort of covert way and I can do it in a I'm consciously saying it like for me but it may not get picked up from other people consciously like they may reinterpret it some other way, which I'm completely okay with. I actually love hearing how other people, like, you know, saw my work and felt, you know, they connected to it in a different way. Like, I, I love that shit. So, um, but I just, I love how, like, I can kind of be subversive um, in how I'm expressing myself, but yet I'm still very much expressing myself completely and fully. Um, which is the beauty of being an artist. And if anybody is in the Atlanta area next uh, Thursday, I think it's the 5th, and Saturday the 7th at 7.30, I will be explicitly expressing myself along with a lot of other beautiful artists at Excuse the Art. You can um, find them on Instagram, Excuse the Art. It will be at the Windmill Arts Center um, in East Point, Atlanta. And um, it's hosted by Fly on a Wall. So you can at all of these things on Instagram, at Fly on a Wall, at Windmill Art Center, Wind, W-I-N-D-M-I-L-L, Arts Center, um, and Excuse, E-X-C-U-S-E, Excuse the Art. Um, find all of that. So many beautiful artists that are going to be uh, performing their works in progress. Um, and I'm one of them on Thursday, the 5th and Saturday, the 7th at 7:30. And, um, yeah, man, that's, that's one thing that I, I'm embracing the masculine part of my energy. Um, you know, I, I, I actually was a little ashamed of it for a while, particularly like right after like going through the divorce, I found myself going from having gotten a little more feminine in my appearance like my husband my husband at the time was very much like into appearances and shit he still is and you know I found myself like wanting to wear makeup and you know acquiring a certain wardrobe 
to sort of appease his aesthetic and what he wanted from me. And it was fine because I loved him. And that's, you know, we were married and I'm like, look, like, this is very small sacrifice. Like, yes, I want to go out the house and be in fucking sweatpants all the time. But like, what's, this is nothing to, to offer. Um, but eventually I, you know, it got to be a lot because it was like, if I ever didn't want to do that, it was like a whole problem. And so I found like going through my divorce and separation, like I really, like, I can't even tell you the last time I put on a fucking dress. Like, I think it was when I went to the beach with my friends this summer. Like I have this like blue sort of like waterproof dress thing that is like my go-to beach cover-up thing and like if that qualifies as a dress then that's literally the last time I wore a dress for real (laughs) and um you know I just feel very comfortable being sort of like hipster looking bummy just you know and I mean some of it has to do with my like day-to-day work and what I do every day it doesn't really require me to be very dressed up but I will say that lately I've been coming more into myself and I've been wanting to be you know slightly more feminine you know like maybe not the sweatpants maybe jeans you know um you know maybe not that beanie hat like maybe just actually do your hair this week (laughs) or you know get like a you know find some sort of cute little hat or a head a head wrap or something you know So I'm working on those things. I'm working on the balance. Um, But I think when I'm going through a lot of just questioning myself, my go-to is to cover up. My go-to is to sort of be that Billie Eilish character and wear the baggy clothes. And, you know, because I have a a very feminine shape, too. I'm very voluptuous. Like, I just, I am gorgeous. And so, and my body is like pow-pow. So, like, I, I, you know, I tend to want to sort of, you know, put myself in the shell, um, when I'm figuring things out, you know, cause I'm fucking figuring it out. Like I don't want nobody looking at me and telling me anything about myself and all of that. But, um, I feel the tide turning lately. Um, and so, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Well, I have to change it the wardrobe soon. And, um, I've been getting a lot of help with that. I got a bunch of clothes over Christmas time from uh, my good friend Faye and um, that's been helping me to sort of like you know go back get back into my slim fitting looks um, so we're working on it <sighs> anyway so that's that anyway I'm not supposed to be talking about myself I'm talking about astrology um, so that's our woo woo if you want to you know look it up look more into um, divine masculinity uh, and actually, I have something that I found. Um, if you talk about the qualities of divine masculine qualities, they are logic, reason, action, uh, firmness, survival, loyalty, adventurous, rational, and strength. Um, and I, I have to find out where I actually found this. Um, okay. It's ordinaryshow.com. Not really sure what that is. I basically Googled, um, oh, beyond, beyond the ordinary show. Um, so if you Google divine masculine energy, 
and you see anything from Beyond the Ordinary Show, that's where I just found that little list from. Um, and yeah, like I said in the uh, in the the main segment, like if you have all of those qualities, but you also uplift and you um, embrace and you even like you allow the feminine energy to stand on your shoulders like that's real masculinity at the end of the day you know when you boister up femininity um, because you're taking all of the qualities that you have that are outward and expressive and that that, that create things not, not so much create but like move things forward um because create, creating is a, a more of a feminine quality, which we'll talk about. Um, but when you take what's been created and you move it forward, that like that's part of being a mass. Um, that's that's masculinity, man. Like in a male or a female, that's masculinity um, at its absolute finest. So, um, if you are someone who has dominant male masculine energy in your chart or dominant uh, feminine energy in your chart, find a way to balance or or find um, find out how to embrace the qualities of that energy, the the better qualities of that energy so that you are representing that energy in its, in its finest form, whether you are in a male gender or a female gender. Um, yeah, man, it's very nuanced. Um, I, I'm coming to understand about all of this male female stuff like gender and like so much you know conforming to societal standards and conforming to traditional ideals that like God knows only knows where we even got it from um, and to just norms that have been you know sort of forced upon uh human the human race for centuries now um it's just it's interesting it's interesting um and I think that's why I have this podcast to talk it out and as I talk it out and as you listen to it like maybe it brings up different questions for you um maybe it allows you to examine self-examine um and I hope um one thing recently that really struck a nerve for me is uh, I've been good friends with someone and I asked him, I was like, you know, our friendship, I feel like I've always learned and grown from you. And uh, I wondered if they felt the same way about me. And they said no. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, because I know, <laughs> I know that I've definitely said things that I've definitely um, brought up things in conversation. Um, and that I've even like lived lived things in my life, or I've tried to even encourage them in different ways. And um, it, you know, it was kind of it was kind of sad to hear that they like basically didn't hear anything that I was ever saying, um, and that maybe they felt like they knew everything already, so there was nothing they needed to hear. Um, and so I really hope that this podcast, like if you're listening to it, even you know, especially on a regular basis. You know, that, that you feel like you come out of it hearing and knowing something. Um, and that's not to say that I know everything. That's, that's not to say that you're not going to come across a topic or something that you're like, oh, yeah, I do know that topic pretty extensively. 
so I'm, that's going to happen. Like, it's not like everything that I say is new under the sun or like I'm sort of genius or something like that. Um, but I don't think you should ever be friends, be in relation with someone in any form or fashion and you don't learn anything from them. Um, especially if you take anything from them, you know, if you take their time and their energy in any way and, and yet you learn and and you learn nothing and grow like not at all, (laughs) you know, I just, I feel like that is such a waste of a human being and, and your time with them to take their time and take their energy and, and not learn from, from it or not grow from it or not feel as if it's valuable. Um, if you feel like that about somebody, you should definitely let them go like way before it's, it's been years, you know, let them, let them go. Don't mess with them. Don't bother them. Don't fuck with them. You know, if you out here, like, I don't learn shit from this person, da 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 like, don't let years go, don't let months go, let that shit drop, you know, or maybe take a look at yourself and, and see, like, do you learn anything from anybody, <laughs> are you just a closed wall, and do you think you just know everything, um, again, that's, that is not masculinity at its best, you know, um, femininity is very receptive. It's a very receptive energy. And sometimes being over masculine in a way that is toxic and not productive, um, it can look like not being able to learn from someone that is teaching. It can look like having your opinion, your stance on something and never seeing it from another perspective um, never being affected by anything or anyone. And while that can seem like strength and there's a place for being strong and being unmovable, there's definitely a place for that. Um, it's one of those things where if you have something you sh- that you need to grow in, but you don't because you refuse to hear it, yeah. You know, it's being said and being shown right in front of you and you're like completely missing it. Um, Probably not the best way to go about the world. So, but that's my rant. So masculine energy in our astrological charts. Check it out. You can go to um, Astrology Cafe, get your full natal chart telling you it is a life changer. Um, It definitely gives you something to talk about over coffee or tea crimpets or bourbon or water with seltzer some shit whatever you partake in with friends okay and um that's my woo woo thanks guys